Hello guys, what is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. This is episode number 10. We finally hit double digits. I'm once again joined by two wonderful guests. Guys, welcome back. Hello. Hola. Thank you. Do you want to uh, recall your, uh, i say your names. My name is Ebony Abuaji. I'm an actress, student, photographer. And last but not least. Full-time sufferer. There you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lola. Screenwriter, mm-hmm. dying inside. Yes, mm-hmm. I haven't got much else going on. That wasn't as painful as th- my for first the first. One. The first time you <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was caught very off guard. <laughs> Hi, Lola. Hi. Um. <laughs> so, guys, why are we here today? Talk about Asteroid City. Asteroid City. Wes. 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 The man of the hour. Wes. Um, yeah. So, like we just said, we are going to be talking about Asteroid City. Uh, Wes Anderson's uh, brand new film that just came out pretty recently. We've all watched it over the past couple of days or so. Mm-hmm. So, yesterday for you, mm. yes. Um, yeah. So let's get into it, guys. What uh, What do we think about Wes Anderson as uh, as a whole? Are you a fan of Wes Anderson? Are you not a fan? Where? Do you, what's your stance on him as a filmmaker, uh, Ebony? Do you want to kick this one off? Um, I really like Wes Anderson's films. Yeah. I say um, visually, I'm like very drawn to them. I enjoy his color palettes. I like the kind of the the awkward humor mm. and the brutal honesty of the dialogue um it, it scratches an itch in my brain yeah I've, i'm a fan um I, I like how recognizable he is mm. i like just in terms of writing how he writes his characters because you are first and foremost a writer there you go Ugh, i know insufferable um, <laughs> <laughs> um no i just i think they're really fun i think they're really like they're silly but in like you know a really pretentious kind of way. I get why people don't like him, mm. but I would say he's a bit of a Marmite director. But yeah. I think he definitely a has a Marmite director. Like you either love him or hate him. Sort oh. of situation. <laughs> what did you think I said? <laughs> I knew you said Marmite. But Your Marmite director. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I think most, like the majority of people who watch his films, really like his stuff. But yeah, as for myself, I mean, I think like obviously this goes without saying but i think he's like one of the most unique visionaries in filmmaking and has been for the past i'd say what, 20 20 or so years um he's very much an auteur who's developed his own style you know like you said you know when you're watching a wes anderson film and the whole aesthetic that he's built for himself some of those sort of most common visual elements in his films are like his use of symmetry um that's one of the things i think is really sort of one of the reasons why people love his aesthetic so much is symmetry because symmetry is like really pleasing to the human eye. Uh, symmetry, the uh, tableau style compositions. So like you have, like he will pay homage and um, reference other sort of uh, famous artworks. Like for example, in Moonrise Kingdom, there's a shot of like uh, characters that emulates like the famous... Oh, the binoculars. Da- what is that the, what you're talking about? No, the Da Vinci painting of The, the Last Supper. There's a shot that um, Mm -hmm. pays homage to that. So there's that kind of like meta sort of self-awareness in those compositions that sort of play in well with his sense of humor. Also his, like you said, Ebony, his, um, the color schemes that he uses are very particular. Um, I know like in the Grand Budapest Hotel, when the hotel is sort of in its like glory days, the the rooms are like really rich and vibrant reds and purples and stuff. And sort of as the plot, sort of goes on and the hotel sort of like um it deteriorates so do the colors so like the way he uses colors is really interesting and of course like he also has 
a big preference for long takes. Um, so there's like this deep sense of continuity uh, and connection with the characters that I feel is always established um, in his films. The Darjeeling Limited uses a lot of those. You know, there's like slow-mo shots of the three of them running for the train and those kind of shots. But yeah, no, um, I just find that he is one of the best directors in really creating these unique worlds and really fully immersing the audiences within them. Um, and I think, yeah, very few filmmakers can kind of compete with with um, his ability to do that. But despite Wes Anderson, I think being a director who definitely prioritizes um, like aesthetic over realism, I feel like he always aims to tell human stories and stories that people can connect with. Uh, I feel like he's definitely done some better than others. Um, but on that note, I, I, I want to ask, what are your, you guys' favorite Wes Anderson films? Like if you had to say like top three. Because I remember speaking to you, Ebony, like before, like when we were first becoming friends, you mentioned that um, one of your favorite films is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Still is my favorite Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Life Aquatic. Then I would say um, <clears throat> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. And then probably Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise yeah. Kingdom. Yourself, Lola? Um, the Royal Tannenbaums first. Yeah. Then Dudging Limited. Okay. And then Rushmore. Oh, wow. Mm. So, yeah, so my top three, from third to first, I would say, is The Royal Tenenbaums. A second, I'd say Fantastic Mr. Fox, number one for me. I know this is, like, the go-to kind of answer, but I would have to say The Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, why, do you, why do you like The Life Aquatic so much? Because the thing is, right, with Wes Anderson films, I find that people, like, our, our responses to what our favorite favorites of his are so different. So, like... I feel like that, like he has this ability, like loads of different people can take th like bits from his films and really connect with them. So yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what did you, like, you, you said it's one of your favorite films, right? So, and I, I've only seen that film the once, um, mm. but it didn't really um, connect with me that well. But what, what, is, what is it about that film that really struck a nerve with you? I'm not sure. I think visually I, I quite enjoyed it. I like yeah. the yellows and the blues and the reds. Mm. So I think aesthetically it drew me in originally, which is why I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a watch. Yeah. Um, I love Bill Murray, which yeah. is another uh, like addition to that. Mm. Um, I found it really funny. Um, I liked his characters kind of like just, like the whole way through, he's, he's trying to prove something to yeah. you. Like he, under he has an understanding of something and I feel like maybe I connected to the fact that he spends the whole time trying to prove it and then even when he finds it, like it's... It's kind of like it comes to an end and it's real. And yeah. I feel like it was maybe at a time where I felt like I had something to prove to myself that okay. other people, I feel like it, it. I related to his character a yes. lot um, it, within it. Um, I feel like that's maybe why I was so drawn to it because when I think about it, like I asked other people and they like, oh, I didn't particularly like it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, should I change my opinion now? Because no, no, and no. Then, and then I realized that it, just for me as a whole, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the dynamics, like when he's, He's talking to his son. He's like, but taking my son, and then the ex-wife and the government. All of that. It was the right kind of awkward, but based on the fact that they've all suffered something. Yeah. Um. I I think I was at a point where I was kind of like not like going through some emotional turmoil or anything like that, but just kind of I was having my own struggles. Right moment, right time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just held that for me. Okay. But I've now watched it way too many times to the point where I like, guess something that I can only watch on occasion because I I, I bought the film. Yeah. And I was like. I watched it, like I used it to get to sleep for like a whole month or so because it was just like, it meant that so much to me at the time. Mm. Um, so yeah. And then obviously like Fantastic Mr. Fox is just, it's just a classic film really. Yeah. I will watch with my family. It's so. such good fun. 
that film yeah. yeah i've only seen his like i've seen all of his films but i've only seen them once apart from grand budapest which i've seen like twice now uh, i'll talk about grand budapest in a second you said lola that your favorite is the royal tenenbaums yeah what about that film is so captivating to you i don't know i think similar to ebony where it's like watched it right place right, right time, time. Yeah. i just i mean one thing that i find hilarious is ben stiller owen wilson and it's they shot that three months before they shot Zoolander. Zoolander. So it's this beautiful, heart-wrenching film about family and self-identity and then they went off and did fucking Zoolander. Zoolander, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's really satisfying because like, nobody's really a bad person in it but it is Mm. just, it's the family struggle, you know? And everyone gets their own resolve even the side characters like bill murray he's pathetic in it yeah it's great um i don't know i just think that there's it i don't know i just really liked it there was something about it that really caught me yeah and that's kind of all you need for me grand budapest hotel um i love fantastic mr fox but grand budapest hotel for me i think that's when wes anderson really struck gold that's for me his masterpiece if i'd say i think it has the most impressive aesthetic of any of his films, and that's obviously saying a lot since all of his films are beautiful. I think that's the one where his aesthetic definitely feels like a character it's uh, like of itself. Like just the way he blends miniatures with sort of real world elements to create a world that feels brimming with life, but also has this classic and timeless sensibility to it as well. The way he sort of constantly changes aspect ratios and um, the color palettes to sort of differentiate the different storylines and the uh, past and the present, I think is really, really cool. Of course, with all of his films, his, the entire cast is absolutely terrific, especially Ray Fiennes. I think he's just so, so charismatic. Um, he has so much energy. He really brings that sort of Shakespearean charm Uh, that he's known for to this like really uh, it's like an it's an adventure film at the end of the day and you're like you're just on board from from the get-go at least uh, i was um what do you call that the you know when he switches in between um aspect ratios no but like you said um because you know in the life aquatic um the underwater scenes yeah he uses it's not it montage not animation but like they're not uh stop motion stop motion yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. that's another thing that that he does when you have them both like side by side Uh, oh wait side by are you talking about stop motion are you talking about split screen no no when he uses the stop motion in like a real life ah no no, yeah yeah yeah. 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 when they're in the boat and stuff and then yeah like with the alien yeah yeah okay yeah 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 yeah. stop motion stop motion um but yeah grand budapest i think like it's it's a film that's both cheerful and surprisingly dark at times. And there are moments between characters that are really emotional and it's like surprisingly really touched me. Uh, and like, like that really caught me off guard. It's just a great adventure film as well. Like I think that goes over people's heads um, a lot. But um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's my personal favorite. Should we talk about Asteroid City then? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going to kick this discussion off then on I Astro guess. City. I guess. That's why we're here. With a brief plot synopsis, as we uh, as we always do. Spoiler warning, guys. If you haven't seen Asteroid City, um, please go and check it out and come back uh, to this discussion at a later time. But here goes. So, Asteroid City. The film is essentially a play within a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it follows a writer on his world-famous fictional play, Asteroid City. This, uh, this story within a story follows a grieving father who travels with his tech-obsessed family to a small rural American desert town in the 1950s, known as, of course, Asteroid City, to compete in a junior stargazing event. 
This event is organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition, all of which is ultimately disrupted in spectacular fashion by world-changing events. Okay, guys, so before we went into Asteroid City, um, were you excited for this film? Yeah. You were really excited. What about you, Ebony? As well? <coughs> Sorry. <And coughs> yes, I was excited. And that, I'm assuming, is just because of your love for Wes Anderson yeah. as a whole, right? Yeah, I think like he's one of those few directors where, you know, if there's a Wes Anderson film coming out, you know you're going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. There's no question. What is like your? What was your initial reaction to the film after walking out of it? The fuck did I just watch? Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit like after watching Bo's Afraid. I was kind of really, yeah, kind of, but yeah. in like okay, okay, like in that a sense of um, I like I wasn't. Wow. This is this is it, this it, is the podcast group where we don't actually know what the hell is happening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just come and talk and try to figure it out. It didn't really scratch the itch, is what I how I felt afterwards. Yeah, um, I felt a little bit unsatisfied. I feel like okay. Um, maybe because there was a larger cast this time, there it, mm. it, I had kind of like a surface level interaction with the film. Yes. Whereas like with like any of the films that we mentioned before, there was a lot more intimate connections with characters, and it was you dove in a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. it because there was so much going on, and then it was a play within a play, and then they were coming in and out, and there were so many people that I was like, like categorizing in my head the whole way through. I was. Just, you kind of I got left on like a, a a surface level sort of thing and and that for me meant that I was like whilst I enjoyed it visually I was very excited for like I immediately when I saw the trailer I liked the color palette I liked the ooh, I liked the the western style influence like that drew me in I was like okay I know I'm gonna watch it and I will enjoy it yeah but in terms of like aside from just watching it as a pleasurable watching experience I was a bit like oh you're a bit detached. I, I wanted I wanted a little bit more yes but I still visually it, it was great. I enjoyed seeing new actors in the world of Wes Anderson, but I did kind of feel like I missed out on something. And yeah. it just I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. I was just like, oh, maybe it's because I'm watching this at 10 a.m. in the morning and I was, mm. I was confused. But um, I do still now that I've like had time to, to sleep on it, feel like I did miss out a little bit. Yeah, I think I feel uh, pretty similar to you. Uh, we will get into that stuff in a second. Lola, what about yourself? Like, did you... I, I didn't know what gave, it was about. I gave that quite a high rating. You, yeah, you did, yeah. Didn't know what it was about, but I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, again, I feel like it was like I could sit here and I could try and figure it out and I could try and be really like film like film student about it. Yeah. Um. No, that's a waste of time. So like, I might as well just enjoy the film. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how it made me feel because I was like, wow, this is like family is coming together and, you know, just like being. Yeah. And maybe that's all that it really has to be about mm-hmm. you know yeah that's the thing i feel like it's like we're all we all kind we all kind of get the gist of the film but there are like certain things that i think like not just us like i've seen a lot of people online like when i'm scratching their heads over but it's not confusing in like the bow is afraid sense where you're like oh what are all these metaphors or whatever it's more so like is this film overly complicated for the sake of being overly complicated I don't, I don't know maybe pe- like I'm sure people just have some people have just got it instantly and maybe there isn't much more to get maybe this is just what it is um, but we will get on get on into that stuff in a second I did want to ask because obviously we just kicked off the discussion what did you actually enjoy about the film like what did you like about Asteroid City what did you take away from it Ebony I thought the alien was really cool. Yes. The design of the alien. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't what I was expecting when I was hearing alien. Same. Mm-hmm. I was just like, who is the slender man? Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, seeing new actors be part of the world. Um, 
Who's I, your favorite new addition to the cast? I did. I, I really enjoyed Scarlett. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought she that she suited it really well, mm. and and the way that she played it was mm. that I felt very drawn to her character. Mm. Um, I would say I like the fact that there were loads of kids in this one, and the kids yeah. were quite funny. Um, visually, I I I love the color palette on this one. I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it because we'll I probably really mention it a couple more times. I, I'm I'm yeah, very like it, visually. If, if a film doesn't draw me in visually, I I get really disconnected from it. Completely. Yeah. Well, you matched the top it, to it, the it, color palette. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and then I, yeah, I was going for a little bit of a vibe today. I was going to wear a blazer, but I thought it'd be too hot. Is it, yeah, maybe, um, maybe a bit too yeah, hot. Yeah, and then what else did I like? Um, and that's yeah. the episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Lola? Um, I loved like the little dance that that kid did, Dwight. Dwight, yeah. Like his relationship with those like country singers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was so cute. That yeah, was, was adorable. Cute. I loved Steve Carell. Oh. he was my favorite by far. Mm. <laughs> he was just like, yeah. I I thought Tom Hanks was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know, but yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah, he's so tired. I think that's always going to be one of the. Yeah, yeah. I think that's always going to be one of the strengths of Wes Anderson's films. Like these actors flock to. Mm-hmm. In Hertz to be cast in one of his uh, in his films, and he's able to cast these massive actors even in the smallest of roles, and those just you know they they play into everything they they have an effect on 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 everything. Um, so yeah, the cast is great as usual. I really love Jason Schwartzman. I know he's basically one of Le- what was Anderson's like leading guys yeah. at this point. Um, but I think he was like I think he was definitely the most interesting character, and the relationship he sort of built with Scarlett Johansson's character was one of the more interesting aspects of the film, I felt. I felt like, uh, similar to what you were saying, Ebony, like the pair of them, you're talking about Scarlett Johansson, but I think the both of them really found like a nice balance between sort of like playing humor, but also like just the right amount of emotion, sort of uh, when they were delivering lines and whatever. I know Jason Schwartzman's very deadpan in this film, but like, I, I, I really liked his character. I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know if people are mixed on him or not, but like, um, I really enjoyed him. I loved... Brian Cranston's narration throughout. Yes. I don't think you could have picked a better person to narrate the film than Brian Cranston. He was fantastic. And like you said, Ebony, the scene with the alien, that for me was the best scene in the film, yeah. I think. Um, the design for the character was not expecting that whatsoever. <laughs> but speaking of which, the aliens, I, I remember when seeing the trailer, I remember the cast included like Tilda Swinton, Margot Robbie, uh, and a couple of others who weren't in the trailer. So I remember having conversations with people like, oh my God, are these guys going to be the aliens? It must be the aliens, right? But then the opening credits happened and it sort of says which cast member is playing what. And like it was revealed that Jeff Goldblum is playing the alien. Which is perfect. Which is perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's only one of them. So, I mean, I'm not saying I was disappointed or anything, but because it kind of worked. But yeah, no, the the alien uh, design was really cool. I thought it was very, very funny. Like that whole scene was simultaneously sort of hilarious and really intense at the same time. It filled me with a sense of both dread and wonder. I think that was the best scene in the entire film. Uh, Like just how the the space car just comes out and and it all starts going green. Everyone's dead silent and you just hear... Alexander Desplat's score with those two piano keys like yeah. da, 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 da. it was like so, it was such a uh, the cinema just went completely silent I remember um, and when he posed when he, bought, oh, when he took out the so camera good. I was yeah. like no the flash is going to set off the alien they're all going to die yeah no, 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 they say, yeah. and then he's like it's <laughs> 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 so cute Aww. yeah that whole scene was amazing and then when it comes back at the end as well to mm. drop the asteroid back off yeah yeah and it's been inventoried yeah I 
I thought they were going to hit someone with the asteroid. <laughs> like, just get someone. I think there's something really funny about the fact that that whole ditch is one massive asteroid, like, in the size of an entire asteroid. And it's that thing. And it's just yeah. that little... Ding. Yeah. Football. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is also, like, this plays in just to the humor of the whole film. Like, like, like I said before, Wes Anderson feels like a very Marmite director. You're either on board with his, like, super razor-sharp, witty humor, or you're not. Mm. Um, not all of it works for me all the time but I was still able to find moments of levity sprinkled here and there throughout his this, this film as I do with most of his films anything else you guys want to add with what you loved about the film um, so in the bit first bit where uh, oh fuck what's her name Scarlett Johansson yeah that's one yeah um, where she's talking about the play Scarlett I'm Johansson sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who's that small time actor <laughs> Um, where she's talking about the play where she commits suicide. Yeah. And then everybody sort of forgot about it. And then when that shot comes <gasps> up. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Like yeah. the cinema was dead quiet. And this woman at the back went, no shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and everybody was like, no. And my mum was next to me. And she was like, how could she? I was like, mum, they talked about this earlier. She was like, you're wrong. And then yeah. she starts talking. She was like, okay, maybe I have reacted. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. But I thought that was like a really nice little subtle thing that they did yeah again just good little Chekhov's gun but she but she didn't die no she no, didn't she didn't die no 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 no. she didn't she didn't she just left though because but her, her character and Jason Schwartzman's character they never had that resolve he just woke up and everyone had gone right but I don't think that they wanted to resolve either no 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 but it was like because they had such a their relationship in the film was like one of the main sort of threads so I don't know I like the kids. You know his kids. The very yeah. Kids. Yeah. Like, you know, I, feel, I feel like they were trying to make more of a point of how detached he felt from the girls. You know when he said that he thought that they were aliens? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then in every shot that he was in with them, they were kind of just in the... Is that the yeah. foreground? Yeah. Maybe, they were always maybe. in that... They were always somewhat detached from him. Yeah. And I thought that was quite interesting because they were they were weird, but they were so funny when they were doing the little burial thing. Yeah. And then he comes in. That, that kind of reminded me of like Macbeth with the three witches, like yeah. double, double toilet. Well, he that calls kind of... them witches. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe that is part of what the film is, I guess, trying to be about is the fact that everyone is looking up at the skies at trying to see aliens when the aliens mm. might be themselves they don't really yeah, know you that that no, I swear to god <laughs> did I did that down? no I swear it's not on my notes I promise it's a good point because like when um the is it is Steve Carell's character he's like your kids are weird yeah, yeah. like there's this whole thing of like um how they they're alienated from society these are all the different kinds of people that you would not see in normal society yes. it's it's like highlighted in the fact that she's an actress she's the idol but she to other people for other people she's just an idol yeah. same way the alien is just an alien like it's, they're two separate worlds so i feel like everyone within the 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 thing of it are people who are usually isolated from normal society so they're kind of been alienated within their world oh, so he's now like yeah. a widower so that's an abnormal thing from and then 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 the grand, the grandfather being like the whole time like i'm not there what is he called is it wet nanny what is he called a, the weird phrase for being um, a babysitter basically the whole time so he's obviously lost his daughter and then become this weird kind of babysitter for the mm. three girls and constantly then yeah I, I thought that was quite interesting the whole thing of like like you're saying like they're looking to the skies whereas like you know it's right the alien of, it's like yeah. what the, and the fact that it inventoried the fact that it's oh the the, the asteroids on earth it's probably like we just need to check what's going on here so mm. to them they're just like what is this whereas they're like what the hell is going on up there yeah yeah. No, definitely, for sure. But yes, I know we touched upon this when we, are, we were talking about initial reactions, but at the end of the day, this film was very mixed for me, I think, um, and sounds like it's sort of the, the same with you guys. I thought 
And I'm a bit sad to say this, but I thought that one of my favorite aspects of the film when I walked out of the cinema was the aesthetic and yeah. whatever. And yes, it is very pretty. It's very impressive. The set design is amazing. The color scheme. I was interested to see like Wes Anderson essentially just go to a different location in the desert and sort of bring his unique style to it. Great. But I, I actually thought like the visuals were working against the story. I, I just don't feel like those two aspects gelled for me um, in a way that I would have liked for it to to, to to happen. Like the synergy wasn't there, like with something like the, the, Grand Budap oh, the Grand Budapest Hotel or the Royal Tenenbaums or Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like I said, everything was very impressive um, because of course it's Wes Anderson. He has such an attention to detail. But like I thought overall the aesthetic kind of hindered the story. And I, as a result, I just didn't feel the emotional core of the film as much as I think was intended. It's about like this guy coming to terms with the death of his wife and how that affects his relationships with his kids and the people around him. Yeah, I just I don't know something about those two elements, the story and the, the visuals just didn't gel for me quite well this time. Yeah. And I could never really sort of buy into the, like I said, the emotional core of it. Um, as well but I don't know if that was just me I just I just yeah. I've really felt like a detachment there mm. um, I was talking I can't remember who but I was talking to somebody after watching it and they were saying especially after the French dis like it started after the Grand Budapest but yeah. especially after the French, French dispatch, dispatch it feels like Wes Anderson has sort of like cornered himself yeah he can only do these like elaborate like insanely visual yeah. stories and then in a way kind of like abandon the actual substance of the film mm. so it's like he has to like keep one upping himself yeah and then i feel like that was really that it made sense for this one because it's like wow this is like so visually insane yeah what the fuck is it about mm. you know yeah i think i still liked astro city better than the french dispatch and the reason for that is because the french dispatch was like what three different stories and it was essentially him just experimenting with all these crazy visual styles very very impressive but i really struggled to buy into any one of those stories like again with it from like an emotional perspective um this is much more i guess he tried to simplify it but it still feels very i don't want to say like self-indulgent but like wes anderson being like yes i'm wes anderson like the whole thing with the like it being a play in a play i don't know how much all the black and white footage those characters i don't know how much that added to the asteroid city story that i was really kind of trying to mm. buy into i don't know how those two really benefited from the existence of one another i felt like it would have been much more much better if they just did asteroid city yeah yeah like that's that's what i feel like i love adrian brody i love seeing margot robbie in the film for however short amount of time she was in there for and brian crankson i thought like once again was one terrific edward norton of course but yeah i just i don't know I, it didn't fully gel mm. for me Properly. I mean, it was, it's difficult because I feel like when you look at like his first couple of movies that were nowhere near as elaborate and like the colour palettes and he hadn't come into his niche yet. Yeah. I feel like ultimately when you go from something like that to something so extreme and it becomes what you're known for. Yeah. Even when you want to dial it back and you want to make it more about the characters because ultimately like when you look at this film, the they're not as much caricatures of people like you have in like the Royal Tenenbaums Hell, even though they are real life characters. They're built up in the way that Wes Anderson like typically does, whereas in this, because there are so many people and so many stories overlapping, it feels much more like real life interactions and it's a lot more muted when it comes to like how much, how overdone the yeah. characters are. So you're expecting a more of an intimate level film, but then you're so heavily bombarded by the brightness of it that you're like, 
it, it puts that wall, like you said, yeah. feel disconnected from it. I feel like if it was slightly more muted, it would have felt more like, a, 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 I don't want to say more regular film, but I feel like there's a better way of articulating it. Mm. But it would have felt a bit more intimate as well. Yes. But then I feel like when you've got yourself caught up and like you've cornered yourself in a niche of that's what people expect to see from you, then of course that's probably why it was followed up with like, I'm going to make it look the way that the rest of my films are. Yeah. I do look because then you would look at it and people would argue, well, even though it's Wes Anderson, you'd be like, oh, well, it's not a Wes Anderson film. But then is that a fault of him or a fault of the viewer for understanding that whilst he's a filmmaker, Wes Anderson will constantly evolve as a creator and it might not necessarily stick to the niche. But, but if you give someone like, it's like when designers, they go like within fashion and other places, they go off brand as such mm. people then don't like that so maybe he kind of felt like in order to maybe dabble like dabble again in something else that's a little bit more muted and a bit more intimate yeah um he had to back it up and to keep people interested in him through that kind of typical style yeah so what essentially you're saying is the mindset he has when approaching something like asteroid city is a completely different mindset obviously to when he did say the royal tannenbaum's like 15 20 years ago whatever yeah. and because of that you know, I, I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting to like know what his procedure is every time he goes into a film because I know filmmakers have different sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, you make a really good point though, for sure. Mm. Uh, I think that maybe him having so many like big names yeah. was a mistake. Okay. Not that they don't give such a good performance, but I think that there would be more of a disconnect between their character and them as an actor. Yes. So it's like, oh, he's not the hotel manager. He's Steve, he's Steve Carell. Carell. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that other actor it's Margot Robbie, mm. you know? Like Maya Hawke. Yeah. I, I, every time I saw her, I could only think of Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. I, and I know that that's unfortunate. And then, like, as an actor, it's something that I would hate to have somebody, like, only see me as, as another character that I'd been in. But that is literally all I saw. So if she'd been cut, it was an upcoming actor. I, I feel like even in that, I would have been like, oh, okay, this feels a, a little bit more real than just it being yeah. Yeah. Maya Hawke. I think, like, it's fine to have, like, big names in it like that's the whole goal as a filmmaker you want big it's become one of his trademarks yeah. yeah but i think having such a big volume of them and like just having them have their own stories but none of them are really a focus i it, it's tough. sometimes works against yeah what you're trying to achieve tough to connect to people yeah. so it's like wow scarlett johansson i remembered her name um <laughs> <laughs> was amazing in this but it's not like midge campbell yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was amazing in it, but it's tough to focus on that when it's like, and like not even all of the characters were named. This is another thing. It's yeah. like, what was so-and-so's name? Oh, it's just Jason Schwartzman. Or that's how I would refer to them. It's like Scarlett Johansson or Jason Schwartzman or Bill Murray. Bill Murray is actually not in this film. And he's, I think it's like the first The film. first one mm. since Bottle Rocket. Yeah, that he's not in, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, but just to really wrap up the conversation, I think like... Um, I think it's pretty clear on what, what how we kind of feel about the film. It's very much a mixed bag for me. I think I still like it more than The French Dispatch. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not quite as much as Isle of Dogs. Definitely nowhere near as much as The Grand Budapest Hotel. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what would you guys like to see from Wes Anderson next? Is there a specific mm -hmm. genre? Because I would love to see Wes Anderson do a horror film. I would like, love bring, to... Bring they did his... an SNL sketch about that, where it was like he did a... As if Wes Anderson did a slasher film. Yeah. And it's like Moonrise Kingdom with like the letters being like, sincerely, the murderers, we're getting into your house. <laughs> like, hey, please leave us alone. Sincerely, yeah. the family. Mm. It's stuff like that. And it's ridiculous. But I think it would be really funny. I think, I think it'd be really great. great. I think um, just like the one scene in the Grand... I, I always I keep talking about Grand Budapest, but 
the, there's the one scene where Willem Dafoe's character is chasing Jeff Goldblum's character and, and it's honestly some of the most intense shit I've ever seen and I did not expect that and I was like if he's capable of doing that like that is his horror audition I guess <laughs> I'd be so down to see a Wes Anderson horror film why not mm -hmm. um, I'd love to watch him and like a horror director swap scripts that would be great like imagine like him and Ari Aster they yeah. swap scripts yeah that could be fun that could be fun who do you think would pull it off better? Who would you think? How are you measuring that though? I don't know. Like, do you think Ari Aster could is more likely to pull off like a uh, like an like an indie drama about family and these quirky? That's what uh, he does anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, hereditary. Yeah, great, great little comedy that is. Great fun for the whole family. Yeah, or Wes Anderson doing a horror film. But I, the thing is, I I wouldn't want Wes Anderson to do a horror film. To make it like all other horror films, I would I'd want him to do a horror film because I think he would put a distinct mark on that genre yeah. mm. through his unique way of storytelling and aesthetic. That's what I that's what I'd say. But yeah, where would you where would you put Astro City in like your kind of ranking? Resonance? Would you put it quite far down? Would you kind of put it in the middle? How many I'd, films does he have out? I don't know. Like I think it's like twelve. Should we try and name them? Oh shit! <laughs> no, but speaking of names, I actually have a, qu a quick game that we can play. <laughs> okay. You guys ready? Yeah. So can you identify which Wes Anderson movies these quotes come from? There's not there's not many. And this is a uh, quiz by BuzzFeed. Shout out to BuzzFeed. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, no. So the first quote is, you just, gotta, you just gotta say which movie you think it's from. Okay. Yeah, Panel, you can play along as well if you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Shit. Okay. Um, yeah. In other words, where your dogs? I love dogs. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> the second... The second... Are you okay? No, I was just laughing because like, that's the yeah. one that I haven't seen. But I could tell. But you could, it, yeah. Because it said dog, you know. Yeah. Did you know I Love Dogs is I, I love, love Dogs? Because he loves dogs. Aww. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> holy swearing cuss. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Jesus Christ. Someone's a... Someone's a... Where's that? It's such a... Okay. Uh, you just smile and act natural. And then you sucker punch him. Bottle Rocket? Rushmore? Any sex? Nope. Ebony? Oh, I, I, I you just smile and act natural and then you suck a punch him. Someone getting punched. Um, <laughs> is it something I should know? I feel like it is now that the way you're looking at me. Three, two. Is this so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce had just said this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, next one. Uh, you I haven't worked a day. I did them wrong. Yeah. Uh, clearly, you don't like the film well enough. That's right. No, but this is the thing. In all, in all honesty, yeah, I had a split second where I was like, I think it is. But then I prefer not to say things for fear of them being wrong. I said Aww. two things wrong. Yeah. Bro was like, this. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it is quite a long title. Anyways, yeah. uh, you haven't worked a day in your life. How could you be ex exhausted? Budapest. No? Royal Tenenbaum. French Dispatch? I'm just going to throw them all Can you say it again? <laughs> Minerals yep, Kingdom? You haven't worked a day in your life. How could you be exhausted? Rushmore? Nope. Fuck. We've gone through them all. Bo it's Bottle Rocket. Oh, uh, no. The next one. Uh, this is my real job. Scoutmaster Troop 55. Minerals Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> I saved Latin. What did you ever do? Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rudeness is just the expression of fear. Be the past. 
She's on it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, did you just like rewatch all of them last night or something? I I I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I guess I've still got a lot of healing to do. Darjeeling Limited. She's wearing a watch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that and that is so it. Sorry. Basically, Lola's the winner. <laughs> And uh, I think we will end it on that. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming and talking astrosis <laughs> with me. And why are you still laughing, huh? Just now. What's Cause funny? Because she won. I've never done that before. <laughs> was that fun? Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Didn't even make a quiz. You stole it from BuzzFeed. Mm. I did. <laughs> you rated Astro City more than French Dispatch. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what I gave the French Dispatch. Yeah. But Astro City, I gave three stars to. Oh wow. Wait, three yeah. stars on a what system? On a five, five star system. What is this? You can do halves as well, so like three and a half. Yeah. Oh, is this letterboxed? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You have letterboxed. I know, I do, but I don't. Yeah. Right. Anyways, guys, <laughs> anyway. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. And talking Wes Anderson. Of course. We'll hopefully see you on very soon again. Mm-hmm. Uh, for something. Maybe Barbie. We'll see. <gasps> Maybe. That'd be fun. Um, Can we dress up? We all have to be in pink. In pink. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Is that okay. the game? Yeah, cool. Yes, cool. Sounds good. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching uh, and listening. We'll be back very soon for another episode of the Popcorn Podcast. Cheers.